Hello and welcome to Cubicles in Christ. Kelly Johnson, certified leadership coach and founder of Be Well My Soul, is on a mission to encourage and inspire you to be spiritually authentic and thrive in life. Let's join the conversation with Kelly now. We're going back to Cali. Today, we are speaking with Christina Flores. She is an experienced leader in multiple industries, including retail, technology, and financial services. She is a smart girl, which I love. Um, She has a bachelor's degree and master's degree from MIT and is extremely skilled, super smart and strategic in leveraging her knowledge about operations, technology, and talent management to help organizations provide innovative solutions to really complex business solutions. Christina, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you, Kelly, for having me. I am really excited about our conversation. Uh, We met here locally in Texas, primarily through our professional networks. And I know that you are not a Texas native, um, hence the whole going back to Cali thing. (laughs) Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Born and raised in Los Angeles and proud of it. I still don't feel like Dallas is quite home yet, Uh, but born and raised in LA, had the opportunity to go away for school to Boston, as you mentioned. Um, I am the oldest of four kids. I have two amazing parents who gave me a wonderful childhood. I have a wonderful husband who I met at MIT and now live with here in Dallas. And I love our conversation and the fact that we had a chance to meet and really connect one professionally, but then two as women of faith. And um, I'm excited and passionate about really trying to integrate my faith into my career as I continue to move forward um, in what lies ahead in the next couple of years. Absolutely wonderful. And just to give our listeners a little bit of context, you know, Christina and I connected professionally and um, have been at similar events together. And, you know, just as God always works, he's always moving. He's always doing something. (laughs) If we're just just obedient, he will show up and he will show us how he's connecting um, the dots in our lives. And so, Uh, Christina and I had a conversation over lunch and right before the holidays, I want to say, and it was not until that lunch that we learned that we share um, our faith or that we have that in common. And so it was just a really beautiful moment. And I appreciate you, Christina, for just allowing me to get to know you um, on a spiritual level. Oh, 100%, Kelly. I feel the same way. And thank you for your openness and vulnerability. And that conversation was amazing. And it's just continued to set my mind in such a positive, prayerful way going into 2018. Oh, thank you. I love that. Um, I know that when we talked about this whole concept of spiritual authenticity, um, I feel like your whole face lit up and it was so beautiful. (laughs) It was, you know, and you said something that I'm going to, I told you at lunch that I was writing it down and um, (laughs) 
and this is what I remember from our conversation. Um, I was asking you kind of, what do you see as the value of being spiritually authentic? And you said something along the lines that, you know, there's a comfort that comes from knowing that you're walking in the Lord and in the light of the Lord. And that when we do that, we illuminate the path of everyone else around us. Tell us Mm. a little bit more about that. Yes. Just even hearing that back, I feel it. I feel it again. I, um, the happiness and and smile on my face is present (laughs) with spiritual authenticity. I can speak. (laughs) I really feel like you are truly connected with the Lord and understand his purpose for your life. And the reason I brought up light is that I feel like when you aren't in a place where you can truly be authentic and in your spiritual walk, you're almost blocking the blessings and the knowledge that the Lord is trying to allow you to receive. And there is a peace and joy and um, you feel as if burdens have been lifted uh, and that's then where I, I feel that a light really then just shines on you and you see the world differently you see how you can impact others through faith and through the Lord's blessings and um, there's I feel like there's no feeling like that mm-hmm. and I've um, I've been through so much in my own journey. I started out, I grew up in a very religious household. We went to church every Sunday. Um, as a young, at a young age, I was engaged in, you know, Bible competitions, uh, youth group, mm. Bible school, all of that, uh, baptized at 12. And then from there, I, I continued to be a dedicated Christian, which to me at that time was, church attendance on Sunday, youth group involvement, Mm -hmm. prayer. But when I went away from California to college, it was the first time that I had to truly make independent spiritual decisions. Mm. And over the next six years, um, I realized I just wasn't as committed to my faith as uh, I probably should have been. And once I got into the real world, I really chose to recommit to the Lord and make him front and center in my life. And since then, I've been on this journey. And I think one of the messages I I share to so many people around this is that it is a journey, right? And there are ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. Um, But as you continue to really listen and hear and almost be in silence as you receive what the Lord is showing you, um, you're able to then be bolder and more vulnerable in displaying that spiritual faith Mm. and living that in all aspects of your life, including your professional life. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I think I've been using this term spiritual authenticity and I remember we talked a little bit uh, at lunch about, okay, well, what does that mean? And what, what's coming to mind for you when you think about spiritual authenticity? What does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah, for me, it's 
two parts. One is, again, that true clarity on the Lord's purpose for you on this earth. Mm. And then with that foundation, the second part is the willingness to be vulnerable and fearless in displaying that, like I mentioned, in all aspects of your life. It's easy to display it, you know, at church or even in your personal life with your family. But I think in the professional world, there are so many, you know, taboo subjects. And especially being in HR now, I, I come across that daily. But spiritual authenticity to me is being willing to be bold in that faith and know that with the clarity of the Lord's purpose as your guide, you have the light, you have the knowledge to really positively impact everyone that you meet in all circles. Wow. I love that. You know, the whole willingness piece, I mean, like we could probably talk all day about that because (laughs) (laughs) it is hard. Um, It does require us to be stretched outside of our comfort zone. Um, Sometimes we will, the Lord will bring us to a place um, when we are outside of our comfort zone. Um, In a previous uh, podcast, I was talking to Dr. LaJuan Chambers, where she talked about Joseph and how, you know, God took him out of his homeland and took him to Egypt in order for him to know and understand, get that clarity on his purpose. And, you know, it's being no longer being native, no longer feeling comfortable, no longer, no longer having that assurance of, I know exactly how to handle this situation. I can, I've got this. I can, you know, I can do this with one hand tied behind my back. And I find that that happens in the workplace where there will be moments or seasons in our careers where things that worked well for us now all of a sudden do not. And I think that sometimes the Lord will use those situations to really help us practice the vulnerability and the boldness that you talk about. I 100% agree. I think that one of the challenges with being spiritually often authentic is really the fact that there's so much distraction Mm. And some of that destruction is external and some of it is internal and that we place on ourselves. And I think you make a good point about um, as we go through the world, we evolve, right? And we learn, hey, this is how I should act in certain situations or this is how I should, quote unquote, present myself at work. And you start to make habits out of ideals that you gathered from various experiences And at some point, you do kind of hit a wall where the Lord is saying, hey, is that in line? Is that in line with what I have for you? Um, And are you truly listening Mm -hmm. to my voice and the power that I want to instill in you? And are you receiving that? And I know for me, a lot of times, 
and it's why I speak of the willingness. A lot of times I want to say, no, I'm not willing right now. <laughs> no, things seem to be working out just fine. Mm-hmm. I'm pressing forward. I'm getting the accolades of what the world determines as successful. Right. Um, so then I must be on the right path. And I really feel that in my journey, it has been in the last year or two in particular, where I've really just started to be more reflective and prayerful and say, what is the, does the Lord want for me to do in this world um, to help shape the lives of others? And how can I make sure that I am daily taking actions and steps that would be in line with that? And I'm still very early on, I say, in, in that journey where, again, I would say I'm still unclear to the extent of what the Lord's purpose is for me. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to do, particularly now in 2018, is practice being bold daily mm-hmm. and almost the, the act of questioning, right? And saying, okay, this is how I feel most comfortable to respond in a certain situation, maybe at work with an individual, but is that being truly authentic spiritually and authentic to the Lord's purpose for my life? Mm, I love that because the whole be bold daily, you know, sometimes when we have these goals and, you know, some of us maybe set New Year's resolutions or maybe we just set goals for the year, but I love how you're taking this and you're breaking it down. I must be the engineer in you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is, you know, she's going to create a lean process for this God. (laughs) A hundred (laughs) percent. But, but that's so key because real change happens, whether we're talking spiritual change, change in our health, change in a relationship, it happens through the daily action that we take or sometimes hour by hour. Um, what are we doing? How are we engaging the Lord? How are we co- staying in constant communication with him and looking for guidance and direction in, from your perspective on how to be bold daily? That is so, I love how practical that is. Yes, uh, I am what? 10 days in, 11 (laughs) to that. So, but I am definitely looking forward to really making that um, my true focus in 2018. And then what I've been doing is just journaling every day, Mm. um, followed by 15 minutes of prayer, how I was bold daily. And then just, Mm. again, trying to listen and discern the Lord's voice. Amen. That is so cool because, and I think sometimes, you know, we feel like, oh goodness, I need to, I need to go enroll in seminary in order to figure out what my life's purpose is. And it doesn't have to be complicated, you know, um, with what you're doing, it's 15 minutes of prayer. There's some journal time, you know, I think we're all very, very busy people. And so we can sometimes put a bigger burden on ourselves when we try to make this more complicated, Um, I'm curious, what are some other things, uh, you know, in your mind, when you talked about what spiritual authenticity means to you, 
you talked about the fact that it's two things. It's about clarity on God's purpose, and then it's about being willing to be vulnerable and bold. But let's talk a little bit about that clarity on purpose, because when I'm talking to a lot of my coaching clients, you know, this is an area where we can spend a lot of time and attention because very few of us know our purpose. You know, we don't necessarily have a burning bush moment uh, where it is crystal clear what we're supposed to do. So what thoughts do you have about that? And, and what are you doing to, over time, get that clarity? Yeah, absolutely. I think one, it starts with prayer Mm -hmm. and um, very mindful prayer. So I know, especially early on in my spiritual journey, all my prayer was, God, can you give me X? Mm -hmm. (laughs) God, show me this. God, bless this test. (laughs) Um, You know, a whole host of different things um, that to me, wasn't very mindful. Mm-hmm. And now I just say, Lord, let me trust in you and trust in the plan that you have for me and that you will reveal it in each in your way each day. And let me just open my eyes to see when you reveal that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think from there, I just also start to be mindful, even in the time when I'm not praying, I start to be more mindful of different situations that I'm in, whether that's a conversation with my husband over dinner, or um, even in a meeting with executives at work, I'm then constantly looking and on alert for the times where I can truly hear the Lord and then start to learn little by little what my response should be in those certain situations. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately that would lead to then what my, my purpose is. I think um, being an engineer by trade, I do like systems and Mm -hmm. clear thought out solutions and paths. And like you were saying, we, we definitely, overburden ourselves trying to come up with a clear plan, right? Okay, I've got to have clarity on God's purpose. So let me go pray and be involved in church and talk with others, go to a Bible study. Um, And all of that to me is a lot of action. Mm. But uh, when I think, honestly, what I've been thinking about lately is how Jesus just sat in Gethsemane and prayed. Yeah. Alone. And there was silence. And in our world, we're constantly moving. There's constantly something to do. Um, and the ever present um, and ever present technology doesn't help with that. Right. And so for me, instead of trying to think of, hey, these are the actions that I need to do, let me just sit. Mm-hmm. Let me sit and hear. Let me sit and think and talk to the Lord and let me be as close to at peace as I can. And in that silence and in that stillness, let me see what comes and then apply that during the rest of my day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the word of God says that we should be still and know that he is God And there is power in stillness. It is hard to do, 
um, especially for those of us who are very driven um, and just have very, you know, demanding careers and family lives. It reminds me of a couple of years ago, I actually did a weekend silent retreat. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do one of those. Yes. <laughs> it's so hard. So now that I know that you've done it, I'm adding that to the list. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. It was hard. I'm not going to sugarcoat, you know, and it was a Christian silent retreat. And I arrived on a Friday evening um, and left on a Sunday. And uh, actually, I take that back. I left on a Saturday evening. I wasn't able to stay for Sunday. But just sort of that time period of silence and stillness. And, you know, I took a journal uh, with me and I would walk and pray. Um, it was on a lake. And so I just felt like I tell people that after about 12 hours of silence and 12 hours of no electronic devices, even the rooms like the hotel room had no TV. So mm-hmm. like it was true um, detachment from all kind of connectiveness And I literally felt like after being in silence and really focusing on prayer and, you know, the presence of the Holy Spirit, that my physical vision began to change. Okay, what do I mean by that? I mean that suddenly it was almost like I could see the textures of a blade of grass or the texture of a leaf in high definition. Wow. Yes. That is so powerful. It was powerful. And it was like, you know, I, I haven't changed my prescription on my contact lenses here. <laughs> you know, it just, but it's like, oh my goodness, how often do I not even look up at the sky? How often when I'm walking to my car from a meeting or from running to the grocery store, I don't even look up at the sky. I don't even look up at what's around me and invite more ways for the Lord to show me his creation, to show me his power, to show me his beauty. And so I I just share that. I set a goal to do a silent retreat at least annually. Um, And so I, it's, it's a goal because the connectiveness of not having those distractions was really powerful. Oh, I love that story, Kelly. I think I need to set a goal this year then <laughs> to go on my first silent retreat because you're right. You, your eyes are just open and you observe the world around you differently. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I'm excited or I would be excited to do. And again, find, find the answers about yourself. There's so much self-discovery along with your spiritual faith um, that can happen when we truly disconnect from the always-on mentality of our world today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to get practical because, you know, you have a leadership role in human resources. You've been in operations. Um, I'm curious, from your point of view, what makes it hard to be spiritually authentic in the workplace? Cause I want, you know, I want this show to be very real and really address 
what concerns people have about being an authentic Christian in the work environment? Sure. I think for me, it's hard to be bold precisely for the always on mentality that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Right. And the fact that whether it's through social media or other avenues, um, bits and pieces of conversation, usually out of context, and this has been happening for generations, but has spurned on even more with the evolution of technology. Bits and pieces of conversations can be shared and taken out of context and ultimately misunderstood and misrepresented. And I think when it comes to our professional lives, we're, I'll I'll speak for myself, scared. Mm-hmm. to really voice our opinions in in the concern of um, them really not being heard in the way that we would want articulated. Right. And so when I think about HR, right, there are always the kind of taboo subjects that you say you shouldn't bring up in, in corporations, whether that's around politics or religion. And for me, though, what I've seen over the last year in particular is that corporations are really expanding the dialogue on various diversity and inclusion topics. So then as a leader, as a a human resources leader, how can I help religion be one of those Mm -hmm. and start to help people feel as if they can truly voice their opinions their thoughts and share so that we can learn from one another and that we can start to weave this like rich tapestry that will ultimately benefit not only the corporation, but our society at large. You know, if we continue to live in fear, um, then is that truly living? Mm -hmm. And that's been what a, a part of my path Um, and my journey, particularly again in this last year of discovery. But I think that's the challenge, Kelly, is that it's scary and Mm -hmm. you don't know how others will react. And what I realized is that if I'm truly speaking and sharing my faith and I have made sure that I've maintained that strong connection with the Lord, he will take care of it. And mm-hmm. even if I haven't, the Lord will take care of it. The Lord has us. Yeah. And he tells us that in so many different ways through his word, through his Holy Spirit. But we continue to say, no, no, no. But in this situation, right. particularly with when I'm with senior executives, how am I supposed to say, well, as a Christian, this is my belief and weave that in than to the solution that I'm recommending, right? Uh, No, 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 Lord, you don't have me in that situation. (laughs) I'm on my own, (laughs) you know? And so we don't put our trust in him Mm -hmm. and we put our hopes in, in just the fear. And so then that's where we'll continue to live. And so for me, uh, like my word for 2018 is fearless and just really like, is this a situation where I'm not putting my trust in the Lord and I'm really putting all of my thoughts around fear. Mm -hmm. And is that paralyzing me from taking the actions 
that would align with the Lord's purpose for my life. Wow. Wow, Christina, that is so good. And thank you for being bold and vulnerable in sharing the very real fear or concern that we all have. That's a part of this, what I call attention. Being spiritually authentic at some point will create attention in your career because you will have a fork in the road, uh, or at least I have had a fork in the road, and I think others have, where it's like, okay, I need to leave my Jesus in the car, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's on the way to work or when I'm leaving work, you know, I'm listening to praise and worship music. I'm praying, I'm lifting him up. But when I step out of that car, I would turn on Corporate Kelly. And Corporate Kelly is professional and buttoned up. And, you know, I am like Switzerland. You know, I am neutral on every topic, you know, also being um, an executive in human resources, you know, I felt an extra pressure to be like Switzerland. And for so, so many years, that self-determination that I needed to be neutral created this suppression of who I really am. And over time, that suppression took a toll. Um, Mm. I I was so frustrated. I was so stressed. And I think, you know, part of that stress level impacted my health. It impacted my just kind of mental well-being. And I think that's why I feel so driven to help others work through and, and really pay attention to this journey of becoming spiritually authentic. I do want to do a quick plug, though, very quickly. You talked about how, you know, religion in the workplace is an aspect of diversity and inclusion. And so quick plug for my survey on Be Well My Soul. It's the faith and career survey. I really want to invite everyone to please, please participate in that. It literally takes like four minutes. But I want to help you and others and organizations understand what makes it difficult? What are some of the benefits of integrating faith into our careers? So just quick shout out for that survey. I'll, I'll stop there with my little shameless plugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's great though, because people need to be aware, right? We talk mm-hmm. so much um, in my line of work about awareness being the first step awareness of biases or different things that articulate the obstacles in our way of really having the open belonging culture that we we're striving for. And so I think the, your survey will be the perfect way for all of your listeners to take that first step. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I think, you know, just to kind of bring us back to some of the challenges You know, I think there's also a piece of, I remember one time very early in my career, I was working for a boutique ad agency and something happened with a client where there was a big mistake. And in the advertising world, if an agency makes a mistake, we have to pay for it. Our client will not pay for it. And something happened and I literally blew a gasket in the office. Like I hit the roof. You know, I, I mean, I just, woo. And uh, I was very, very young disclaimer, but you know, I think back on that experience occasionally and I'm like, Ooh, I know no one on that day thought I was a Christian um, because I literally lost it. But 
I think I wonder, and I'm curious to get your opinion about this, but how much of this struggle to be spiritually authentic could also be related to the fact that, you know, as Christians, we feel like we have to be perfect and and we are not by far. Um, Do you think that plays into it as well? I absolutely believe it does. I think that um, one of the things I've learned just going through life is how much we put on ourselves what I call the shoulds. Mm. So we should act in a certain way. We should have a plan, a five-year plan for our careers, Mm -hmm. exactly the next steps, and we should be promoted at a certain time. We should read the Bible daily And I think as Christians, it's very important for us to release ourselves of those shoulds. And it's very difficult. And it, it, I have to be very purposeful when I hear myself use that word now Mm. um, and and say, is that again, an ideal that um, was put on me from childhood? Is that something that I put on myself? And remember that there is no perfect path, right? And the Lord Jesus Christ is perfection, and that is all. Right. <laughs> you know, and we, we will not come close to that even as much as we try. But how can we continue to even build bonds in the fact that we aren't perfect with those who may not be Christians and use that as a way to bring them closer to the faith? Mm. Um, I, I try to think of it that way when I interact with non-believers and say, you know, as humans, we do have this uh, difficulty with being vulnerable and feeling like we have to be perfect in one way or another. And if we can let that go and realize that the Lord loves us Regardless, the Lord has had a plan for us regardless and shows us mercy and love when we are not even worthy. Mm-hmm. You can then really start to spread his gospel and his message in a more powerful way than if you are the buttoned up uh, corporate Christina, uh, <laughs> your words, where you just kind of shut that off because you feel inside that's what you should do. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is, you know, so phenomenal. I just appreciate you sharing your heart today. You know, I think you are already practicing vulnerability and boldness. Um, And so I just want to acknowledge that and celebrate that with you. You have so much to offer that um, it's just a privilege to be a part of your journey, um, Christina. So I want to thank you for sharing a piece of your journey with us today. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. That very much touches my heart. And again, I would say it's a journey, right? And you take one step at a time and to just receive the acknowledgement and the encouragement from you has been phenomenal and has encouraged me to continue to take those steps. So thank Mm -hmm. you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I know Um, people will probably want to connect with you after hearing your story. So I know you're on LinkedIn. Is that a good way for people to find you? Yes, please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Awesome. Very good. Um, I like to always just close out in a very quick prayer. If you wouldn't mind uh, touching and agreeing with me virtually as we go before the Lord. Yes, I do. Okay. 
gracious Father, Lord, creator of the universe, you are Abba Father. You are amazing. You are everything that we need. We thank you that nothing is too difficult for you, Father, including our journey to be real and authentic as you made us. Your word says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. I thank you for every person who has listened to this show today, that you have fearfully and wonderfully made them. Lord, we give you glory and honor. We ask you to just order our steps and lead us in a path of righteousness for your name's sake. We will be sure to give you all the glory and honor. And we ask you, Father, to forgive us for the times that we don't trust you with that thing, with that situation, with that person. Lord, we turn it all over to you today and we release it and we give it to you, Lord, at the foot of your cross because you already took care of everything on Calvary and we thank you for it. In Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. 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 Well, thank you again. It's just been such a pleasure to talk with you today. I felt the same, Kelly. Thank you. Wonderful. Okay, everyone, until next time, be sure to check back at BeWellMySoul.com and listen to the next episode of Cubicles in Christ. Thank you for joining this episode of Cubicles in Christ. Be sure to visit BeWellMySoul.com for fresh biblical inspiration and practical ideas to thrive in life. May you grow in peace, love, and soul prosperity. Thank you.